It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Encyclopedia of Dating, and I am here with my friend, Mr. Red. And I have an interesting observation that's happened this week. I was hanging out with this guy that I somewhat like, and I was trying to think to myself that, you know, this isn't my traditional style, my traditional type, and really trying to pinpoint what is it about him that I find interesting, or what is it about him that I find appealing. And one of the things that I realized as you do, as you get older and you mature and your tastes change, is that more so than a lot of other men I've met in my life, he really makes me feel safe. A lot of men in my life make me feel safe. And I'm noticing that that's a common trend in terms of friends, family, and guys I'm interested in. But I don't think I've narrowed down the importance of that until it has been made very aware to me. Mm. And also, simultaneously... And I think this is a huge character of when you start to appreciate something in life, there are certain individuals who are making me feel unsafe right now. So the fact that both of those two things are happening, I'm just very aware of how perhaps I'm a little biased towards him because just in this specific situation, there's been certain times where I've gone out where I don't feel safe anymore. And I'm questioning if I should be going out. I'm, you know, feeling nervousness and anxiety about getting home, whereas if he's there, there's immediate ease because I know I'm going to be safe because of him. So I thought that was really interesting because it's never been so apparent to me before. And I don't know if that is just, I mean, obviously I think it's more of a female thing because even with my girlfriends, if we hang out, we leave. The last thing we'll always say to each other is text me when you're home. It's been that way for us. I'm going. Yeah. And when I'm hanging out with a group of guys, whether it's individual or in a group, with my individual guy friends, especially with my friends, I can't think of a single person who doesn't check to make sure I've gotten home. I would even say that most of them will make sure they personally get me home. So they'll do things like they'll drive me home, you know, they'll walk me to a station, they will get me an Uber, just something. Because I think a lot of men take that onus and responsibility upon themselves. And then I think if it's someone who's more than a friend, I really pay attention to do they check to make sure if I've got home okay. So when somebody doesn't, it's very interesting to me that you don't have that mind frame of it was late at night. Did she get home okay? Because I made no arrangements for her to get home. Not that it's anybody's responsibility. That's not what I'm saying, that I'm not a grown woman and I can't get myself home. I'm just talking about more so social norms. I think that 
um, it plays into being chivalrous. So the um, reason why I say that is, as you're saying it, I'm thinking, have there been situations where I'm unsure on whether or not this person gets home safely or not? And and then I think in even more depth, when I try and relate it, I'm like, well, I think I have done it more time. But when I haven't, it's because it's going to sound a bit harsh, <laughs> but I don't care for that person like that. So, and that's not to say I wish you harm on your journeys, but because I don't have that level of concern for you, my mind doesn't go on that chain of thought of I need to ensure her safety, if that makes sense. It's a bit harsh, but it is what it is. This is the world that I live in. This is me, my mindset. And it's it's very apparent that you say that you know you speak on the whole safety fact and then you you know you use that prime example of you know a guy walking you to the station or, or taking you home and I think of like my experiences with all the many women and it's like you know in all different capacities so it could be my mum I'm going to make sure she gets home, see her to the door. But then someone who I only see as maybe an acquaintance that I don't see um, an in-depth friendship with as well, not just a relationship, but friendship. I might just drop them off wherever, like, or I'll bust up and that's the end of They don't cross my mind anymore. I, you know, they got away home and, yeah, it is what it is. I'm not even going to be like, yeah, message me when you get... Whereas if it's someone who I'm intently interested in or have an in-depth emotional connection to I will kind of take those steps make those measures to ensure that they are safe that they do reach where they need to reach because then I think my mind does kind of think or I don't want them to have which kind of makes it sound even worse for the other people because it's like I really don't care about those people but I can't care for the world I can't well it's interesting because I think I've had a bit of an eye-opening this past weekend where people who I thought were my friends and who I regarded as friends there was a situation in which I wanted to leave and nobody else did. Fine. I just spoke to a couple people about taking me home. No one was interested in leaving. No problem. And I was trying to get an Uber, but it was so far from my house that no Uber was accepting the ride. Oh. Yeah. So they were just canceling. They were just saying it was too far. Mm. So the hour that I spent standing by myself trying to find a way home mm. and the fact that one person checked to make sure that I got home okay. I'm not even lying. I probably got home and I remember sitting here for like two hours being like, these aren't my friends. These are not people who are concerned with me mm. because it, it's not, I'm not putting the responsibility on them. That's not what it is. It's more so just... It's knowing. I think yes. it's knowing that people care for you. Yeah, exactly. Check. Like, what? you didn't walk me out. You didn't... The fact that I had been there, I stayed there an extra hour just trying to find a ride... I should have been home in an hour. There's nowhere I am in London that I can't get home in an hour in an Uber. So I got home two hours later and you never called or checked? You didn't check in the morning? What if something had happened to me? And it's just... You are essentially what I was talking about in my scenario where it's like... Yeah. Exactly. And... Flip. (laughs) I didn't think that's how it was between us. I thought I mattered to these people. I thought I was important. I thought we had a genuine friendship. Mm-hmm. And just that one incident has turned so much around for me. And it's making me look at things in such a different light. And even one of my friends that I spoke to, who kind of highlighted other things that she has noticed in my stories that I've said with them. Mm. And she said she didn't want to say anything beforehand because she was really happy about this new group of friends. Mm. And now that she's pinpointed those things, of course she could be wrong because she's biased from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. But she's like, well, you know what? I did actually question this 
And I did actually question when you told me this. Mm. And maybe you need to consider that you're not a friend to these people. And I was just yeah. like, wow, this is very eye-opening. There have been times where I've said that. And that's not to say that you're naive. It's just you need situations like this. Some people can see things and read things, you know, with an element of foresight. And some people don't have that ability. And that's not to say they're any less than those who can. It's just some learn. We all learn in different ways and we all are able to uh, translate and process things differently. And mm. I think you need those situations to open your eyes so that you can now see. Because there have been times and scenarios where you've told me stuff and just off the bat, I don't know these people. I've not hung out with you with these people, but just off the bat, and I hear what you're saying and I'm immediately able to say how those people see you mm-hmm. and that's just me giving you an insight as a guy mm-hmm. and kind of trying my best to put myself in those shoes if I was to do that and that's not to say that is what I do of but course. I'm giving you that element of foresight and, and also perspective from the male's point of view as to the potential rationale behind why um, and, I, and I don't want to be pessimistic you know I don't want to think that everybody has ill intention but mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that can make you a little bit naive because you're thinking the best of everybody and you're thinking, well, they must like me. They must be my friend until something happens and you're just, you know, woken up to the reality of the situation, which Mm. unfortunately in this case is negative. But it was very... I wouldn't say it was negative. Well, it's negative I, I in the sense of I don't I don't see them as friends anymore. Yeah, all right. In that sense, yeah. And it's that hurts because what I thought I was building, I'm now looking at as a bunch of fluff. Like, <laughs> what the hell was all that? It was cotton candy. <laughs> a bunch of fluff. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean. It's just yeah, like yeah, it's I just there was no mean. foundation there. It's I am at a stage in my life mm. where I want to build things with people and. I want us to be a positive, good, so, a, a benefit in each other's lives as a, as friends, as co-workers, as mm. whatever. But I want there to be a reason that we're in each other's lives. All right. So I don't want right. fluff. And this is something that's come to mind to me because I genuinely thought this was you. But as time has gone on, I've come to know that it's not fully you. There are elements of it that's you. So my thing is... I've always felt like you do want friends, but you don't care for the process. And I felt, I also felt like your focus on um, a relationship uh, with a man had far more precedence than just having friends in life. To the point that when there are scenarios, potential scenarios that present themselves to you um, with the potential to create a friend there, you dismiss that because of what maybe you might see as a waste of time when you could be using that time to build a relationship with a man that you want to be in a relationship with. And now because of that, and this is just we can at any point tell me wrong or stop me, um, I feel like that's been your MO from the beginning, whereas now you do want and are trying to put some effort into making friends as well as having someone who's in your life on a relationship um, level and I think with you explaining what you're explaining and I said to you we need those situations to happen for in order for us to see things I think for me my mindset has been the complete polar opposite whereby I'm always constantly to the point that I've been accused of just collecting friends and then if I lose one I replace them with another I'm like I want to disagree with that, but it might actually be true. I I guess if I do lose a friend, I replace them with another. And not knowingly doing it, it's just, it naturally occurs. Um, Now, I think I've gotten to a frame of mind where I'm like, I have people who I can call my core, solid, close friends that they might not know every single inch and detail of me, but they know me enough for me to say, yeah, that's my friend and they've got my back. And 
support me and all of that kind of stuff and then out of core of friends and affiliates to the point where now if somebody new comes along I'm just I, I don't care for the bullshit so if I feel like we were friends and then I discovered that we weren't friends and it was all bullshit I'm not even phased I'm just like bye and it's in being it, it's it, in being that way that kind of not only gives you a power but it makes you more valuable to those who would otherwise um, not sort of appreciate you essentially so those group of guys now if per se you had that mindset and it was a different way around and, and it's a case of they've invited you around and they want to hang around with you and something goes wrong now and you disperse guaranteed they'll be the first to be on the phone like hey what's up you don't holler us no more you don't hang around like I've recently currently I hear that certain people saying things like oh you don't you don't call anymore and I'm thinking well I we, we've had conversations and I've said to you the mindset that I'm in right now I simply keep it very simple and call it a way of controlling my emotions but I just reciprocate what I'm given so if you don't call me why am I now going to make the effort to call you for what reason what's the goal in that what necessity is there in that so it's all good that you can call me and say you miss me and oh we don't this that and the other but in hindsight I put the onus on you to create that which you want and that's just my way of being sounds a bit harsh and cold and robotic even as, as I've been accused of but hey it, it works for me my feelings don't get hurt um, I'm cool I'm able to carry on with life I still got my friends yeah I think you should adopt that way so I'm definitely not looking for friends that hasn't changed Oh, okay. So, so what's wrong there then? No, because I know that, and I mean, this has been a good 10 years plus. Well, you don't need to look for friends. I'm not going out of my way specifically to build male friendships because one, that has an expiry date. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two, a lot of male friendships have a different intention on their end. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. If organically I make a male friend, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. We're cool. Yeah. There's no. There's no external um, voice or reason involved in this situation. Okay. I wasn't looking to become friends with these guys. This just happened. Right. Okay. Because I was invited out and then I met more people Mm -hmm. and I met more people and I was like, you know what? Originally, it was they make me feel safe. And that's where it's coming back to that whole safe word. And I was like, I am happy to go out with them every weekend, even though... In the grand scheme of things, it's probably not benefiting my life the way I want it to because I'm not meeting men I'm interested in because other men are intimidated by them. Yeah, so so safety is backfiring on you. Safety is backfiring on me, but (laughs) I think because I get to dress up and I get to go out and I get to be social. Yeah, and I get to look pretty. It's good for my mental health. It's Mm. good for what brings me joy. It's good for me emotionally. And I was enjoying it up until this weekend. And now... I feel like the dressing up, the getting ready, the going out, the spending money, it's not worth it. Because how I was made to feel at the end of the night, whether it was intentional or not, but the way I felt, and especially how I felt when I came home, and I remember looking at the time and seeing it was 5 a.m., and I'd been sitting there for two hours, staring at a wall, and I was like, nah, I'm upset. I'm genuinely hurt, and I'm genuinely upset, and this friendship, or I guess it's not that much of a friendship, isn't serving me anymore. So now I'm going to reassess the whole situation. And, you know, I talked to one of my friends back home because, you know, the time difference was really helpful. And I said to her, I kind of feel like this is a breaking point for me. Like, I don't think I actually want to hang out again. I feel like 
I feel like trash. So I just feel like I didn't matter. Like I was invisible. I think now this is my way of dealing with that situation is I will assess it, process it. You know, you look at the results like it's some sort of science experiment. You look at the results. Okay. Now you know what's going to happen if that's done, if A and B is done. Now I now need to find a way to adjust that situation that scenario for future um, outcomes I then look at what can be done what can be changed obviously you are phased at the fact that nobody even bothered and whatnot to even at the slightest walk you to the door now do you remember a while back I said to you you need to go out on your own you said no I can't do that yeah I still won't do that I know you won't you're very stubborn in your ways at the time now if you had that level of what is it because I don't want to say confidence because you are a confident person it's just the ability to do that. The ability is there. I don't want to. I don't want no, to wait, go out no, alone. No, but reason why I'm going on that path. So if you had the ability... Now, you say you do have the ability, you just don't want to. Now, if that's something that you did, there's a certain way of being that you could then implement into this scenario. So them not, not walking you to... You, you wouldn't be phased. You would literally be like, I want to go. If nobody's offering to give you a lift, or trying to get you a ride home, you'd be like, boom, I'm out, and then gone. Like, you wouldn't be phased. You just would not be phased. But because of the fact that you were in that group setting, there was a lot of um, sort of, oh, these are my friends, they should be trying to... It's almost, not fully, but almost as if there's a, a, a reliance on them, if that makes sense. I think your friends should care about you. Yeah, that's what I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's like a rule or it is their responsibility. No, no, they should. No, it's just. I think it's a social norm. Yeah, it is a social norm. But now, in the scenario where, because let's be let's be realistic, you don't fully know, and it's now this situation that has given you the the discovery that they're not actually genuinely your friends. And in my way of being, I can be in that scenario click onto alright these are my people boom and then switch and I'm like alright well yeah I'm going to get myself home and keep it moving because th- th- this is this is sort of what I can't I'm going to I'm going to keep it moving I just yeah. I've reflected on it and it's just you know I was kind of looking at it with blinders on I thought one thing it is another thing I mean like now what are you going to do to go forward in terms of the potential for that scenario to re-arise it's not going to re-arise because if I go out with them if I feel that the distance no, well, these are not the only people that can happen that can happen with anyone so that's what I'm saying. What? What? That's why. That's why. But I with my other friends, this wouldn't happen, right? Because my other friends wouldn't do anything like that. This yeah. is like kind of the newest people that I've hung out with, and the fact that this has happened. Mm-hmm. If and if I ever go out with them again, it's I'm going to go with the assumption that I have well, to get myself home. Forget them. Yeah. From this point, are you now saying you're not going to hang out with new people? Then, of course, I am. And that's what I mean by analyzing it, processing it, and then it's a case of you now have a conclusion. Yeah, but with new people, you don't have expectations of their behavior. I mean, I've been hanging out with these people for months and months and months, Mm -hmm. so I've come to expect a certain behavior. Yeah, and my point is, if you come across a new group of friends who you hang out with for months and months and months, and that scenario arises, what's the procedure? But over those months, that would either build or it wouldn't. Yeah, so something had you felt something had built with this built with this group. Yeah. And that scenario writes to show you that these are not really your friends. Yeah. And my point is there's nothing that can stop if you're if you're not say, if you're not saying that you're gonna stop socializing with new groups of friends, that situation can occur again. I think I'm gonna be very wary of socializing in the same way with a group of guy friends. Okay. And a circle there like that, are. yeah. I think I think that is if not not going to happen, it's going to be a rare occasion that it happens. 
But I don't see that happening in the foreseeable future. Definitely not with a group. The reason why I ask it is because, and I don't know if the last time you told me about a scenario of a group of guys, it was the same group of guys, but there are guys who will respect a new friendship with a female and who are cool and it's not always about getting the hit getting the pussoir you know just it's a genuine friendship and then there are a group of guys who will have that particular girl around because and they genuinely don't care about that person's interest as long as that person is not annoying they will happily have them around in their circle and it's a case of you understanding your dynamic within uh, a group setting of guys like what is your dynamic understanding it reading between the lines seeing certain telltale signs seeing not so obvious telltale signs like just seeing yeah seeing. sometimes it's obvious sometimes it's not so obvious but hopefully the situations that you go through will make you more oblivious to how to look and assess certain scenarios when amongst a group of guys sometimes even just witnessing how they treat other women in your presence because see you as one of the guys, they will relax enough for you to see their true Oh, yeah. No, no, that's been a very, very common occurrence with me and groups of guys, where (laughs) how they are with me, which for the most part is very respectful, very kind, very courteous, and how they are to other women, it's literally night and day. That's been going on, I'm not even joking, since I was 16. And it's interesting, because when they bring a woman around me and a woman asks me about them... And she's asking about my experience with them. And I'm thinking, you're not going to get the same experience. Mm. You know, I can say to you, oh, they treat me well. Oh, they respect me. They're not looking to respect you. You think they're introducing you to me in a club as their sister because they want to get to know you? No, they want to know, get to know the inside of you. Like, this is a plot. I have had this situation repeated hundreds and hundreds of times. Hundreds. I see it. I see the look on their face, the smug look on their face when they're walking the girl over to introduce her to me because immediately she's going to be put on, put at ease because, oh, this is your girlfriend. Oh, this is like your sister. Oh my God. Tell me about him. How long have you known him? How'd you meet? How is he to you? Yeah, he's great to me, but he's not trying to hook up with me. So of course he's great to me. He's not going to be great to you. I don't say that, but I've seen it happen. I see... I see how they are with other girls and how they are with me. And for the most part, it's very different. And but, you know. you've been privy to a position that not many women get the advantage of experiencing. And are because of not having that privy, they are completely blind to the ways of how and who guys are. And I think for yourself, you're probably still in that position, which is being one of the guys. You need to fully take advantage of that and learn from them. Because when you're in that position, it makes you so much a strong player in this game of not only life but the dating game like when you are if you, if you speak to certain women yeah who and they might be single them being single has nothing to do with them not playing the game right it's just they haven't met the right person if they're single or they're in a relationship the best players of this game when it comes to women are the ones that have that advantage and privy to being one of the guys because they know the ins and outs so when a guy approaches them sorry immediately they kind of know there's there's like an assessment list that just comes up like if you can imagine it like some minority report thing so a guy approaches and you know she'll size him up boom 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 then the uh, list comes down alright is he gonna say this line is he gonna say that line is he gonna and then you'll get subcategories okay he said this line it means duh, duh, 
having that so that's why I say when you're around these guys learn keep your eyes open the only thing that do. I've learned is that guys lie like crazy that's yes. the only thing I've learned beyond that. You, look beyond you can't that. look beyond that because you, you, it's you can, when you, you meet a new to. guy you don't immediately if I'm immediately going to tr- turn and think about the situation of how many different ways he could be lying to me and what he could be lying to me about and that's what I'm saying you got to look beyond that because it's not just about the lying sometimes you've got to look at certain telltale signs of how he's approached you where he's approached you what way he's approached you yeah that's you all going to turn towards negativity though it, it, none it of, does, this, it's not going to be the more right, you analyze right the less positive you're going to be about it. Right now, when you're dating, you analyze anyway. Of course you do. So why not do it from a point of view that's going to put you in a position of advantage and it helps you it's cut just the going, fat out it, a but lot But you're more just going to turn, turn away more men. That's it. Nope. You're go- what you're going to do is, see, and this is you still not being able to look at the bigger picture. You're seeing it as turn away more men, but really what you're doing is you're removing the time wasters and that way those who are not wasting your time have got more of an opportunity to you, for you you're putting yourself it's putting yourself in a better position you want to look at it as turning away more men hey if you turn away more men then those men weren't supposed to be and alright yeah just because you're doing it that way doesn't mean you're always going to get it right but it still puts you in a position of advantage because you have, you've seen you're like I know the game it's like Alright, for me. The more lying you see, though, and the more you suspect someone of lying, mm-hmm. it's a person can lie. I've had some of the lies that guys have told me have been so genuinely shocking mm-hmm. that when I have found out the truth and I've asked them about it and they've just said, well, that's not what you asked me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, there's new questions that I asked that I didn't use to ask before, mm-hmm. such as, are you currently married? Don't Do you, when you have... So I asked... And I, I, sorry to cut you. Previously, I've said to you, yeah, those questions are necessary. But now I've realised it's pointless. Why, why, why did I even goad you into believing that those were necessary questions? Because, like you just said, men lie. So, what's the point in asking that question? So that's all you know. The, the guy could be wearing his wedding ring and have a picture of his wife and children in his wallet, open in front of you, and still tell you no. So you know, when I've asked guys, I don't, I haven't explicitly asked if they were married. But, you know, I've asked about, like, their dating situation and stuff. And then when I have found out they were married, they said, well, you never asked me if I was married. But recently I came across a scenario where I was talking to this guy and we were talking about kids. Mm. And I was saying to him about how ideally I would like to date someone without kids. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I don't have any kids, da 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 I then find out <laughs> that there was a woman pregnant with his child. Well, <laughs> I didn't have the kid then. But you didn't think while you were talking to me, you should have told me that someone was pregnant. I made this huge deal of not wanting to date someone with kids. And you were like, yeah, I don't have a kid. And I was like, wow, I'm really surprised. Da, 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 da. But you couldn't that's tell me that someone guys, was pregnant. Oh, well, that's not what you asked me. That's something guys do, known as bending the truth to their advantage. Yep. And this is why I said, when you're amongst these guys, it's, it's and you know, oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt guys. you, but you know what the worst thing is? Um, someone introduced me to him who I thought was my friend. And he didn't even tell me. But did he know, though? I think he did know. I think he did know. They're pretty close. You, you know what? He, they're pretty close. You don't know that don't, your boy don't, don't is... Don't let that you. Don't let that phase you. It does phase me because my, I'm just like, who am I supposed to believe anymore? Who look, do I look trust? At this way. Look at it this way. My cousin, my own cousin... First cousin. First cousin. I shouldn't even be saying this on a podcast, but it is what it is. If she hears it, she hears it. If any of my other family hear it, they hear it. She set me up with her friend, knowing that her friend is still in a relationship and lives with the guy. So you see? 
You can figure out the game all you want. If someone's going to lie to you, if someone wants to deceive you, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. The only thing that the game and hanging out with the boys has taught me is to be more cynical. (laughs) That's pretty much it. It hasn't, it's, it's, it's removed the, you know, bubble that I was in before. And I'm just more cynical. I question more. I challenge more. I don't know if that's a great thing. Anyways, to come full circle with this situation, I realize that the person that I am leaning towards makes me feel really, really safe. And because there are people right now in my life that make me question my safety when I'm out with, with them and how I'm getting home, because this person is so on the other side of the coin and just, it's very, very situational. And, you know, um, I told you about the grandpa and how that was a bad decision that I made, but it was situational as well. Mm-hmm. I had been alone for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I hadn't talked to a guy, been with a guy. And if he hadn't showed up in that scenario, you know, now I would never, I, the, the conversation wouldn't even take place after I had found out the logistics of his life, but it was situational. And it was how I was feeling that made me attracted to him. And I'm in a, I'm in the same thing right now where if all of this other stuff wasn't happening, I wouldn't feel so pulled towards someone just because they make me feel safe. Because there are so many other elements that aren't me. And I think if anybody was to meet this person or to see me with them, they would just be like, really? You? Him? This is not what I expected. But my brain has made sense of it because my brain has almost like found an equilibrium. I'm losing so much on this side that I'm gaining so much on this side and I'm pulled towards it. So I was just going to say that in the past few weeks, I have noticed my, I have noticed my desire towards being with someone who makes me feel safe and how that is trumping so many other things that matter to me Mm -hmm. in a way that I don't know if I've experienced it before, especially with other factors that I am. So, are you saying that it diminishes previous experiences where you felt or thought that you were in a, a situation or position of safety when really and truly this is the real deal in terms of safety? That, that I just think I've never given it so much weight compared to the other things I give weight to. Okay. And right now, this because this man makes me feel safe, I'm throwing away a lot of other things that I said I would never compromise on. And I'm surprised at myself for compromising them because... I feel a certain way. So I was just going to say that because it's been an interesting set of skills that are happening. And I can see like in my mind, a lot of ups and downs and pulleys and gears and all this stuff working out. And I'm, it's almost like I'm a bystander to my own emotions and I'm watching all this take place and it doesn't totally make sense to me. It's a very kind of out of body experience. It is what it is, but I'm sad for, I'm sad for, the awareness and the shock I have felt by realizing that the relationship with these people wasn't what I thought it was. I'm surprised at how much it hurts me. I didn't think I would care as much as I did, but I do. And it's fine. I'll, I'll move past it, but it's, uh, it's been interesting. Right. To change topics. Um, there is uh, 33 minutes or change the topics. Yeah. <laughs> there is, I've been I've been a little bit more uh, active on some dating apps, Hinge mostly, and I've started conversations with. Oh my goodness! Okay, so the reason oh. this episode has been paused here is because if you want to hear the rest, you need to go and check out the 
Patron website. No, wait, why am I saying Patron? <laughs> no, you let me into that. It's Patreon. It's Patreon, not Patron. Go. I looked at you and, oh, Patreon people, Patreon. Go to the Patreon website, subscribe, hit us up, join it, like it, love it, send us all your positive vibes. React to it, embracing it, learn from it as well. Definitely learn from it. And we're also on all the other websites as well. All the websites, we're everywhere you need to I'm see. I'm on Twitter, but don't. Don't tweet me. Don't tweet me. The full episodes are on Patreon. <laughs> Check it out. And we will love you forever. DM me, though. DM me. I'm on the ground.